0: What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me here for this Wednesday edition of Fantasy MLB today. We're a Sports Ethos presentation, of course, and I'm your host, Joe Orico. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Orico ninety nine, and also at Ethos Fantasy BB E T H O S Fantasy BB. We got stuff coming out over there every single day—articles, podcasts, different news and notes from our different writers. A lot of great stuff you guys can find just by following us over at Ethos Fantasy BB. And like I remind you guys, usually if you're not on Twitter, you can still go to sportsethos.com and get access to all that content, not just baseball-wise, across all four major sports. There's team coverage, there's DFS, there's wagering. Really worth going to the website just to check it out and see if it's something that you would be interested in. Now, we're going to be talking today about some news and some notes. One of them was from yesterday, and we didn't get to it yesterday because we were doing the mailbag, and we were also, you know, we were talking about a couple of bits of news that happened as well, Uh, So we didn't talk about this first thing that we are going to get to. And maybe I just, honestly, with the DeGrom news, maybe I just couldn't bear facing it. Uh, But it's Alec Manoa. We're going to talk a little bit about Alec Manoa today. So he was sent down, not the AAA, not the AA, not the single A, but rookie level Florida Complex League he was sent down to. This is something where I don't know if there's even a comp for this in, in history. I mean, has this kind of thing happened before where somebody was a Cy Young finalist, literally one of the... Elite pitchers in the game to go and be this awful afterwards. I don't know. I, 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 you know, I'm not the oldest person in the world, but I can't remember this happening ever. Something like this. He was so dominant last year, and yes, I know that he outperformed his periphery stats a little bit, but you know, they were in the mid threes, mid to high threes. Uh, you know, the Sierra was 385 which was, you know, about the, about the worst one, I think. Uh, 397 was the ex-fip. You know, it was, he, he outperformed his stats a little bit, but he also did that the year before. And, you know, you start to see that after a couple of years, you think maybe there's something the advanced stats are missing with a guy like Alec Manoa. He's not a huge strikeout guy. Those pitching indicators tend to favor guys with massive strikeout rates. And he was somebody who actually saw his strikeout rate decline every year that he has, you know, been a professional. It's gone down every single year. But he was still able to maintain success despite that strikeout rate going down. Now we have seen it go down to 17%. The walk rate, which for the career, was below 8% coming into the season. This year was nearly 15%. The ERA was 636. His FIP was 653. The XFIP was 608. It's absolutely horrendous, and I have to take the loss here. I have to take the L on this one because I was a huge proponent for drafting Manoa that he was a huge bargain, typically going in the 50 to 70 range, depending on your site and your settings and whatnot. That's generally where he was going, pick 50 to pick 70. I only have him in one league, and I hadn't actually dropped him yet. I, I went and did it today, uh, but it's its just—it's awful. Like you do have to drop him. You probably should have dropped him beforehand, but there was always something in the back of my mind, that maybe it was the fact that those advanced stats haven't always fully, perfectly captured what he does. I was thinking, you know, coming into the year, the projections were a little down on him, but I didn't read too much into it. I really didn't. There were certain players like Manoa where, you know, like I said, the strikeout rate wasn't so high, and those... Those projections, they tend to. I mean, I, there is a lot that goes into them, but they do tend to favor guys with those massive strikeout numbers. The projections, the pitching indicating numbers, the things we look at when we're trying to evaluate pitchers, they were down on him. But I didn't read enough into it, probably, and that is, I, I want to say it's my bad, and it and it is. But, I mean, I don't think anybody would have expected it to be this awful for Alec Manoa. Like, in 58 innings, 42 walks and 48 strikeouts. Like, I, he had 51 walks last year in nearly 200 innings. It's just really – the the train is off the tracks. And the question is, can we get the path righted? Can we get the train back on the tracks? I'd like to think so. I'd like to think that Alec Manoa is not done yet. I mean, he is 25 years old, for God's sakes. I think there's a long time for him to still be able to figure it out. I think if you're playing in a dynasty league, not that I'm a, you know, I talk about regularly how I'm not a big dynasty player, but I think this is the best time you're ever going to have to buy him. Uh, he's never going to be more inexpensive. People might even be dropping him in certain leagues if there's shallow enough dynasty leagues. Certainly in redraft leagues, people are dropping him, but you might even see it across dynasty formats where people say, yeah, you know what? It was a miracle season, and he's toast now. Well, I, I would push back on that a little bit because it was more than just the one season. Coming into this year, we were looking at more than 50 starts where he'd been really good. And then by that point, you know, you throw about 300 innings, 320 innings or whatever it was coming into the season. You, you figure that you're probably going to be pretty okay in terms of, yes, this is generally who this guy is going to be. It's really hard to even put into words, honestly, what we've seen from Alec Manoa this season. He is a drop in redraft. I think in Dynasty, he's somebody that you should look into acquiring because I think over time, like I said, 25 years old still, I think there's a long time for him to figure it out still before we're actually fully ready to give up in the long run. I mean, I can't even believe we're here having this conversation two months into the year, a little more than two months into the year, but it's just, it's very frustrating as a Blue Jay fan and also as a fantasy manager to see this level of regression from him. Okay. Were we expecting some regression? Yeah. Okay. Maybe that would have meant like, you know, a three seven ERA or a you know, low fours ERA where he's obviously still startable, but it got to the point this year where he was he's absolutely not startable. Can't have him on the roster. The problem with the Blue Jays is they don't really have anybody who's properly ready to replace him. Maybe that would have been Ricky Tiedemann if he had been fully healthy But I think they're going to probably end up having to really struggle uh, for for every fifth day, trying to figure out who's going to go. It's going to be a bullpen day. Hyunjin Ryu is somebody who is somebody that could potentially be interesting. He's going to be back after the All-Star break from what they've said. Now, I don't know how good he is going to be. He pitched literally 27 awful innings last year and then went down. He's going to come back, and who knows what he'll give you, but maybe that's the option the Blue Jays go to. I mean, I think if I, <clears throat> if I had to wager here, Manoa is definitely going to be back up this season. It's a matter of how long it will take. But regardless, at this point, for fantasy purposes, you've got to be sending him back to the waiver wire in redraft. If you're in a redraft league, then there's no point holding on to Manoa through – it could be a week, it could be a month, it could be a, a lot longer than that if they're not able to figure out what's going on. If it's a physical thing, if it's a mental thing, everything kind of does come back to, you know, to between the years at the end of the day. It might be down in velocity. It could be, I mean, it could be a physical thing, but I'd like to think that there's something going on here mentally probably with Manoa other than just the fact that, you know, he's not good anymore. Oh, he, he you know, he sucks now. I, I think that's ridiculous that he just sucks at 25 years old or, oh, he was never good to begin with. Well, you know, he gave us 300 really good innings to start his career. I don't think that was just a mirage going through the Yankees every single time he faced them and destroying them at home or wherever. And just a lot of really great stuff to take away from his first couple of seasons. I'm not ready to throw in the towel on him fully yet, but I acknowledge that for this year, it was a big miss. He has a drop in redraft, and maybe we'll see uh, what happens later on this season. He'll probably be somebody that will get some interest once he gets called back up to be picked up. But at this point, send him back to the waiver wire, pour one out for our old friend Alec Manoa. Let's talk about some more promising news here. Carlos Rodon, this one was something i really like to see. He faced live hitters today. He threw 20 pitches in a bullpen session before uh, Yankees faced Chicago. Really, really good news. Now, I don't know how soon he is necessarily because they've kind of haven't really given a solid timeline. And and when they have, it gets pushed back, and we don't really know exactly what's going on. But he could potentially be back like later this month, from what I'm seeing here on RotoWire. That's what they're kind of hoping for uh, that later this month we will see Carlos Rodon. So check your waiver wires. Again, make sure he's not available. 92% rostered on Yahoo. It's likely he's not available. But, you know, some leagues you might be able to, to get lucky and find him. And I don't know exactly what to expect from Carlos Rodon at this point. But I know that there is a lot more certainty I have in Rodon, even with all the bullshit that's gone on with injuries, than I would have in you know, most random streamers on most nights. It does vary, obviously, depending on your format. If you're in an eight-team league, then there's a ton of random good streamers out there. The deeper you get, the more I would be trying to prioritize getting Rodon if you're still able to. 92% on Yahoo, 90% on ESPN. He's actually gone down nearly 2% on ESPN over the last week. So to make sure he is not available. It's not like I think he's going to be amazing right out of the gate. I think he might have some bumps and bruises. But... At the same time, we're talking about a guy with Cy Young-level upside here. He is a legitimate Cy Young-worthy pitcher. Last year and the year before, specifically even last year, Like he was 237 strikeouts, he had a 2.88 ERA. He was just like, excellent, excellent. So make sure he's not available, even if you are a little worried about what might come, how long it will take. An arm like that should not be sitting on waiver wire, so make sure that he is not sitting there for you. Uh, another piece of Yankees news we got here: Aaron Judge going to the injured list. Now, I believe this one was announced officially. Was it yesterday? Yeah, it was actually very early this morning, uh, one in the morning, when I got the notification here um, that he is going to the injured list. It is a toe sprain. There's a couple things here. Um, they don't have a timeline for for one here. They don't know exactly how long he is going to be out. His toe is pretty sore, and he ha- received an injection into the toe. They're gonna probably, I guess, based on what I'm reading here again from RotoWire, that they're going to take their time and see how he responds to the injection before putting a proper timeline on it. Fantasy purposes, there's really not too much you can do here other than just put him on your IL. I don't. There's obviously nobody dropping Aaron Judge. My my thing here is this might end up impacting him down the line in terms of the MVP this year. He is an absolute front runner again for MVP. I haven't checked the betting, uh, the odds in a couple days. I'll go check it right now. But if he does miss any amount of time that's you know relatively significant, then that could really eat into his chances of winning uh, the MVP. Let me just take a look and see. Uh, he is currently second in the MVP um, favoring behind Shohei Otani at this point. And after them, there's not really anybody else who's that close. So if he does have to miss a good chunk of time here, even if it's like three weeks or a month, The way that we'll eat into his volume stats might just open the door for a a very easy Shohei Ohtani MVP. That's what I'm seeing here from this, from a real baseball point of view. From fantasy, there's nothing you can can really do. I mean, it's Aaron Judge. You're putting him on the injured list, and you're waiting, and you're hoping for the best. Which, I mean, it's a toe, right? It's not like it's something that's that serious. I'm sure he'll be able to come back and be fine. Could it potentially impact how many steals he has down the stretch? It could. Something to monitor for sure. But I think this has more of a real-life impact than a fantasy impact. Obviously, if you roster judge, then these next couple weeks are going to suck. But I think, you know, you're going to be okay, (laughs) considering what he gives you. He's already got 19 dingers, 82 runs in RBIs. Uh, He's got three steals, 291 average. You're you're going to be okay. You're going to get by. And just for me, I think this gives a chance for Shohei Otani to really say, not that he'll probably think about it from this perspective, but who knows, that he can really take the reins this season And have a chance to actually win the MVP, uh, what he probably should have last year. I know it was a historic Judge season and all that, but I I think that's the main takeaway that I have here, is that if Judge has to miss any significant amount of time, then that probably puts his MVP case dead in the water, assuming that it's anything more than maybe, I think, three weeks would be my cutoff. And even then, maybe he could still win the MVP. He's already missed a little bit of time at the beginning of the season. If he only ends up playing 120 games or so, maybe 130 games... It might be tough for voters to actually give him that MVP. So, again, nothing really from a fantasy point of view here, just something kind of interesting that I noted here with Judge. Let's talk Liam Hendricks. Let's talk a great story. Liam Hendricks is back. He is fully back, guys. He has pitched three days in a row. He got the save yesterday. Now, he did give up a run, which is okay. He gave up a solo homer to Josh Donaldson. Other than that, though, he got the save. He's pitched three days in a row, and he is the White Sox closer. We've been saying this for a while, well before he came back that – you know he is going to be the White Sox closer. They're not going to have him come back and beat cancer and all this shit just to have him, you know, coming in and blowouts in the fifth or sixth inning. No, that was not what's going to happen. And even the thought of maybe using him as like a setup man or something, no. It's Liam Hendricks. He's one of the best closers of the last five years or so, five ten years, you could say. He's one of the best best closers we've seen. After his story, after beating cancer, he's going to get that chance again, and he does. He did get that chance again, and now if you need saves. He is the priority pickup on waiver wires. I know some people might be thinking, well, what the hell? Who's, what leagues are he? is he available in? 72% on Yahoo. 72. That's quite far from being all leagues. Maybe you'll know, talk to, that's most leagues, that's most competitive leagues or whatever. That's more than one in four leagues where Liam Hendricks is just sitting on the waiver wire. I don't really know of a league. Well, I mean, you might know of specific teams, but a league where nobody needs saves? Ah, it's ridiculous to, to think about that. Definitely somebody in your league needs saves, and maybe it's not you, but even if you don't, pick up Liam Hendricks. Pick him up, and maybe you can use him as a trade chip because you know, I, people tend to not like that kind of thing, pick up a guy off waiver wire and then put him in a trade offer. Pick him up, use him for a week or two. He's just going to get better. He's not going to get worse. As he gets more settled into the season, he is just going to get more comfortable on the mound, and I think there's a good chance we'll see him return to some somewhat old Liam Hendricks form. He might not be exactly what he used to be, But I think there's a pretty damn good chance we'll see something close to that for sure. So make sure he is not sitting out there. 72% on Yahoo. Let me check ESPN real quick. But it's probably lower on ESPN. If I know the way that that platform works, it's probably going to be quite a bit lower. Liam Hendricks, (coughs) 22% rostered in Yahoo leagues. Excuse me, 22% rostered in ESPN leagues. He's gone down 3% this last week. Uh, You know, those leagues are different. There's a lot of points leagues and blah, blah, blah. But that's that's a ridiculously low number for him to be sitting at. So please, if you need saves, even if you don't, I think he is a priority pickup ahead of pretty much anybody else in fantasy at this point. Go and get yourself some Liam Hendricks if he is sitting on your waiver wire. One last piece of news we're going to talk about today. I think it's official. I saw some beat writers tweeting about it. I'm not sure there's been an actual roster move yet. But let me just double check here. Uh, it, it hasn't actually officially been announced, but you know what? Uh, let me just check that one more time on Twitter just to be sure. Uh, it hasn't actually officially been announced, but Joe Adele does have a locker apparently at the Angels, in the Angels clubhouse. <coughs> Excuse me, guys. I'm dealing with a little bit of something. <clears throat> I don't know if you guys have seen. You probably have all the wildfire stuff and bad air pressure and atmosphere and everything else going on. So it's kind of hard to, to breathe up here uh, in Canada. But um, Joe Adele is a very interesting case because he's never done it at the big league level. The hype has been there forever and a day. We know the skills are there. We think, anyway, we think the skills are there. But whenever he gets called up, he shits his pants. Uh, he's played, at this point, You might surprise you, 161 games in the big leagues. It's more than I would have thought. You know, He actually played 88 games last year but it's just been horrendous. He's batting 215 in that time in the bigs, nearly a 35% K rate, not less than 5% walk rate. The actual counting stats during that time are all right, I guess, 15 homers and 6 steals, but based on what the expectations are for Joe Adele, it's never been anything but disappointing for him. Now, I believe the reason he is getting recalled here is because I think it's Hunter Renfro uh is having a child and he's going on the paternity list. I believe it's Hunter Yeah, it is uh, it's Hunter Renfro. So that is where this is coming from, and it's potentially not going to even be a very long-term thing with Joe Adele. This might just be where he's up for a week, and they'll you know, test the water, see how he does. And I guess if he hits his way into a roster spot, then he'll stay there. Not into a roster spot, but if he hits his way into a regular role in the lineup, then maybe he stays. Like I, I, It's kind of tricky. you know? uh, Between Renfro, they got Taylor Ward and Mike Trout. I, I don't know exactly what's going to happen, I think it really depends on Joe Adele, though. I think he's going to write his own ticket at this point. Uh, you know, somebody tweeted out earlier, I think it was Brad Johnson, uh, who's joined us on this show before. He said something like, this is pretty much the last chance before he's going to Asia. Like, he's 24 years old. He is just turned 24 a month ago. But when you've been at it for this long in the minor leagues, like, he started in the minor leagues in 2017. It's getting to the point where you need to put up or you're, you're going to be either a minor leaguer for your whole career or you're going to be playing overseas, because uh, it's, it's awful. But at the minor league level, he's been amazing. It's just there's, there's been that lack of translation to the big leagues that's been really frustrating for Angels fans and fantasy managers and everybody else. If you've been holding him in Dynasty, I mean, uh, God bless you. because it It's been an incredibly, incredibly tough journey for Joe Adele. He, I think the, the most likely outcome is that he's probably just a quad-A player. And if you guys aren't familiar with that term, he dominates in AAA, and then he comes up to the big leagues, and he just can't deal with the big league pitching he's somewhere between a triple a player and a big league player now we'll see if anything's changed this season but i'm not terribly encouraged by the fact that he's still striking out 30 percent of the time in the minors you can have success with a 30 percent k rate but you need to be an incredibly powerful hitter you need to be doing a lot of other things and you know if he's able to maintain his exact stat line from triple a which is to this point 55 games he got 18 dingers four steals Nearly 11% walk rate, which is very good. The 29% K rate, 278 batting average. If he can do all that for you, then you're totally okay with it. But the fact that he has never been able to translate those minor league numbers to the bigs leads you to think that that 30% K rate is going to be 35. And that that 10, 11% walk rate is going to be, at best, maybe 5 or 6 or 7, maybe 7. But there's not a lot of hope that I currently have in Joe Adele. I think that if you're in those shallow leagues, if you're in a 10- or a 12-team league, there's no reason at all to be adding Joe Adele. He's at 3% on Yahoo. He's gone up 1%. I understand it if you're in a very deep league, but even then, we don't know how long this is going to be. So if you're in a league where there's maybe daily fab or something like that, and you're going to be picking up Joe Adele tomorrow or you're picking up today, whatever it is, uh, keep your expectations in check. Don't be throwing a ton of money. Don't be throwing away, you know, 10, 20, whatever percent of your your fab that you have left because people don't really have that much fab left. But he's not somebody that I would be using it on should you have the remaining dollars to spend. I just don't think he's worth it. If you're going to spend up, like especially NFBC kind of thing, spend up for Abbott, spend up for De La Cruz this weekend, wait on Encarnacion Strand. I know it's all Reds, guys, but wait for those guys who – There's not so much gray area in terms of what they're going to give you. Even though they haven't been at the big league level yet, I think the unknown is better than the known bad, uh, which has been Joe Adele to this point. So I'm keeping my expectations in check. I'm not running all over the place to try and grab him. I think if you want to add him in a deeper league and speculate, that's totally cool. But he's not somebody I would put a lot of stock into prioritizing at this point. But guys, that is going to do it for us for today. I really appreciate all of you hanging out as usual. You guys can check me out over on Twitter at joeorico 99 at EthosFantasyBB is where we post all of our links and podcasts and everything else. And of course, SportsEthos.com is the website for you guys to check out all of our other great work. I'm currently working on some rest-of-season rankings right now. I'm thinking we're maybe going to talk about that tomorrow. I might just take the weekend and just kind of solidify like my top tens at each position and then come and talk about that on Monday. We're still figuring it out, but we will be talking some rest-of-season rankings. Whether or not it's tomorrow, it'll be the next couple days for sure, and you can check out my top ten rest-of-season starting pitchers on my Twitter, at JoeRico99. I'll tease that a little bit for you guys to go and check them out. But until tomorrow, guys, take care, have a great night, and enjoy some baseball. Cheers.